Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. But I'm going to tell you this, we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Inevitables Podcast. It is week one, there is football on, it is in full swing. And last night, week one started with a lightning delay. It's a little bit of a letdown, but uh, thankfully uh, they were able to get that that Boise State and UCF game in. But uh, I think all eyes were on uh, Ohio State and Minnesota last night. Um, we have a big show today, a lot to talk about, a ton of, of great week one games and, and matchups. So let's let's go ahead and jump right in and uh, get, get into that Ohio State game. Sounds like a plan. By the way, he's Will Stone and I'm Chase Caldwell. Um, we're on the Ineligibles podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think you said our names. Uh, now I don't think I did. So we're yeah. good. <laughs> um, yeah. We full disclosure. We went in. Our, we we're planning on recording this last night. Uh, well, it started with yesterday morning, and then you know that kind of. It's hard to do during the day, um, so we're like, oh, we'll do it tonight, and then um, we get on to record, and Ohio State was down, and we're like. Yeah, we're gonna record tomorrow. <laughs> like, I, I I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I was like, oh not, man, if, th- not if this happens, miss this game. <laughs> so that's why we're coming a little bit late this time. But yeah. um, that's okay. We we uh, we almost saw a good game, or we saw a pretty decent game. I I, I will say, um, Minnesota really impressed me. Uh, I tweeted that out. So if you follow me on Twitter at Texas Aggies 15, right? Is there an S? I can't even remember. There, there is an S. Okay. There is an S. <laughs> um, the, if, you're, if you follow me on Twitter, then you've already seen me say that. But yeah, they're a pretty good team. I, I, was, I was very impressed with how they responded whenever they were down. You know, like generally speaking, a team like them that is the grossly the the underdog the the giant underdog in the game playing an elite team you know if they catch lightning in a bottle and you know are, are on a potential upset alert and then that swings away from their favor generally they don't come back and then the rest of the game kind of seems to just go in the elite team's favor you know yeah, so, it felt like they like it was going to get away from them at, at points in that game, but they they just kept punching. But they kept com- coming back, and that that's what I was mostly impressed with with them. Um, you know, of course, I'm impressed with how they performed against an elite team, but um, just the way, like, especially after the strip sack, like mm. that that would be a morale killer to a team that's climbing an uphill battle, but. But they came back. I mean, they they responded. They they didn't let it defeat their motivation. And um, there was just several things throughout the game that was was 
didn't go their way and um, they didn't let that defeat them necessarily. Obviously they lost, but they didn't, they didn't lose lying down. I'll say, and um, I, I really think they played, you know, up to their competition and gave Ohio state a lot to handle. Um, what'd you say? I, th- I think, I think it was a great, a great game plan by PJ Fleck. Um, they wanted to uh, hog the ball, which they did for like the, the, the time of possession difference was like uh, 40 minutes for Minnesota compared to 20 minutes for Ohio state. It was something in there. So um, mm. they had a good game plan. Uh, they wanted to play to their strengths. They have, uh, I heard on the broadcast, their offensive line is almost entirely made up of 60 year seniors. Uh, all guys that came back, you know, with the pre COVID year from last year, and they've got to combine like 180 starts. Uh, so it was, it's a very veteran line, very big. Uh, if you watch that game, you could, you could see how big that line was. Um, and they were like, we've got a big experience in the line. We've got an NFL running back in our backfield. So we're just going to run the ball and uh, control the clock for as much as we can. And uh, that was the, the, the best way they could have played it. Um, and then and I, thought, <laughs> I thought the stones on PJ Fleck for uh, going for it on fourth and two on his own like 30-yard line and busting yeah. like a six a sixty yard run that was incredible, um, and uh, I thought you know, I thought they did everything they could, and at the end of the day, just they just don't have the the, the type of athlete that Ohio State does, uh, and you saw that with Ohio State's big plays. Um, well, they did. Uh, their running back was very impressive, and um, I hated to hear that he was injured. I, when I saw the injury, I was like, "Ooh, I bet he tore his Achilles," and then. Um, I think I saw today that he did, right? Um, I haven't seen today. I know a lot of uh, uh, sports, uh, uh, I guess, sports scientists, people on Twitter uh, were uh, alluding to it being an Achilles, but um, I, I didn't see officially one way or the other. But if that's true, that 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 really stinks um, for you know a, a senior, and you know was was absolutely poised to have a big year. Like you, you could just like see the way that he ran last night, like. Uh, he was going to be the focal point for Minnesota and uh, probably be a, you know, a, he was definitely going to get drafted next year. I don't know how high, but he would definitely sure. be, and, and probably still will get drafted. But um, you just hate to see that and, you know, to to, to end his, his season uh, so the early. first game especially is terrible. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the biggest thing I want to mention is the targeting <laughs> call. Um, it is the – exact reason why that rule needs to just really they i don't i don't have a perfect fix for that rule but it would it wouldn't have they wouldn't have won the game by getting that call um but that's the reason that that call exists when you saw his body just go limp because the ohio state player hit him right in the ear mm-hmm. that that's if in case you've never <clears throat> never held a, a football helmet before that's the weakest part of the helmet and that's the most flexible part of the helmet you know that's that's like i said the weakest part of the helmet and it was hit at full speed with the hardest part of the helmet from another player um Scared me to death when I saw his arms just go limp. I'm like, man, that yeah. is not good at all. 
I'm glad he got up. I'm glad he's okay and all that. But you know, he wouldn't have fumbled that ball if his, you know, if he wasn't temporarily paralyzed or whatever. I, I don't know if that's a a technical way of saying that, but I mean, he he truly. I mean, that is the quintessential targeting call right there. And um, why they didn't call it, I have absolutely no idea. Um, they. You know, that's the whole point of reviewing that call is so that they can look at it and see, did it happen? And sure, it was to some degree, you know, unavoidable, but it, it just, it, if it's, if you're going to say it, that that rule is there for player protection, then you got to call that rule whenever it put a player at risk. And um, I just, I think they should have called it, but I, I understand their hands are tied a little bit because they're like, man, we're going to take this this kid out of the next game when, <clears throat> you know, he didn't fully mean to do it. Um, it was somewhat unavoidable. So, yeah, don't call it, but I just – there just needs to be some tweaks to that rule. I don't – like I said, I don't have a fix to it necessarily, but it should have been called there. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind about it. And I was kind of surprised to see how polarizing that hit was and that call was on mm-hmm. on Twitter, which I shouldn't be surprised. That's just the way it is. But there's people that I that I follow in in college football that I have a very high opinion of that were adamant that it was not targeting. And uh, like I think part of their, uh, I guess their argument was like the receiver kind of like, uh, I guess like folded down a little bit as he was catching the ball, and like braced for the impact. And that's that's all fine. But the other part was they said that uh, the Ohio State player um, had his his face up when he when he hit him, but he didn't. Like he's looking straight down. It's like he he pretty much just like speared him in the ear hole, like in the temple. Right. Like that's right. Uh, I I thought it should have been called. Um, you can you know uh, if you want to believe in the Big Ten ref conspiracy with uh, not wanting to hold a Ohio State starter out when they play Oregon next week. Um, yeah, you can miss me on that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the refs aren't there to to sway a game. Um, it's just they're humans too. They have opinions just like any of us have opinions. Um, but I just think that that should have been called. And again, their hands are tied a little bit because you know you hate to take a player out of a game when I'm sure he felt bad about it, you know, uh, but it's just, you know, that that's why that call is there is, is just to continue to, to force teams to work on that and to make sure that that doesn't happen. And when you have that and you don't call it, then it makes it kind of one of those things that, well, maybe, maybe it won't get called on my player whenever he targets somebody, you know, and, and it, it just needs to be one of those things that's called every time it, it has the opportunity to, but they need to lessen the, the impact that it has. There just needs to be two versions of it. Maybe there is now. I, I don't, there's, there's now not, but, but, but there needs to be. Well, they've talked about it, I guess then, because yeah. uh, it just, there needs to be two versions of it where, you know, okay, this was a, you know, if it, it call call the 
penalty if if it happens, you call the penalty and it's a 15-yard penalty. And if it is deliberate or if it if it was completely avoidable but it happened anyways, well then tack on another, you know, 15 yards or something for um unsportsmanlike conduct and then kick that player out of the next game. You know, yeah. something like that. But yeah. Anyway. I think the biggest takeaway of that game uh, was, you know, it's, it's the first game. Uh, it wasn't a great matchup for Ohio State playing on the road uh, on a Thursday night, you know, in the rain and all that. But, um, and this is my week one overreaction, but uh, I don't think that Ohio State is just going to, you know, plow their way through the Big Ten like they did in 2019. Sure. Um, I'm not saying they're that they're, you know, bad or that they're, you know, or, or even like not as good as we thought they might be, but uh, yeah. I think they're I think they're a little bit vulnerable. I'm interested, very interested to see them play Oregon next week. Um, interested to see. I think later in the year they've got back to back against Indiana and Penn State, who look to be pretty tough. So um, definitely looking forward to that, and um, yeah, we'll see. But let's get into the the games yet to take place, and um, one of these will be taking place whenever we uh, release this episode. <laughs> no, that is. Uh, North Carolina at Virginia Tech. Um, won't spend too much time on that one, but uh, UNC is a uh, trendy pick uh, for the for their division. Um, Sam Howell is you know he's one of the top uh, the top the top players in odds for the Heisman. Um, I think uh, I mean it's at Virginia Tech, but I, I would expect them to to kind of roll in this game. I I would I mean I I I'm very impressed with North Carolina. I think that they're a, a really good team. So um I expect that they'll come out strong um going off of last year's success and um yeah, I mean I I I like them in this game a lot. Um so I I I think they're I I expect that they'll probably come out strong and not come out sleeping. Yeah. It seems like Justin Fuente at Virginia Tech may be on the hot seat. So mm-hmm. um, after that, uh, uh, tonight we've got Michigan State at Northwestern. Um, not a great game. Won't be exciting, but I'm still going to watch it because it's college football. <laughs> it's week one. so I think um, it's a pretty decent matchup. I mean, I, I think the teams are, are pretty evenly. They are evenly matched. matched up. Um, so that makes it a good game in that sense. But um, both of them have, have their years where they're they're pretty good and maybe this is one of them and maybe it ends up being one of them for both both teams and it's a good game to watch so we'll see (laughs) yeah i'll take the under whatever it is yeah i'm (laughs) gonna take uh i'll probably take michigan state in that game yeah Mm -hmm. all right let's get let's get to our first like uh our first one that we're going to go kind of in depth on and that is saturday morning 11 o'clock central uh penn state at wisconsin um, the Big Ten is uh, not holding anything back on week one. Uh, they want all the ratings. They want to uh, put their best teams on display, which is what they're doing. Um, there's there's six teams that we really, uh, I guess, went in depth on as kind of the favorites in that division when we did our Big Ten preview. Um, and five of them, uh, or I guess I guess four of them play each other. And then, and then the other one, uh, Ohio State played at Minnesota, which uh, was not an easy easy task. But 
uh, Penn State at Wisconsin. Uh, Penn State had a kind of a rough go of it last year before turning around, and uh, Wisconsin maybe has the best quarterback they've had in a long, long time. And um, I think they're a four and a half point favorite, but um, I'm I'm pretty excited about this one. Yeah, I am too. Um, both very good teams. Uh, Wisconsin's a team that I always enjoy watching year over year, um, and Penn State is too. I. I I would love to play Penn State. Like for years, I've wanted oh, yeah. to play them. Um, they're they're just a pretty, pretty decent team. Um, but that will be a good matchup for sure. Um, I like yeah. I like Wisconsin. Um, I like their. I don't know. They they they've got a cool stadium. They're one I definitely want to play. Um, sometime, but uh, this is one that that like. Like I said with Michigan and Northwestern, I feel like these teams are very evenly matched up and um, should provide a really, really good source of entertainment tomorrow morning. Yeah, the eleven o'clock slate is is pretty bare. Um, this is like the it's definitely the biggest game at that time slot. Um, yeah. You could also see Oklahoma uh, hosting Tulane after that one got moved. Um, Michigan is hosting Western Michigan. Uh, that one's on ESPN and. The game we're definitely not going to talk about is Kansas State versus Stanford at Cowboy Stadium. The weirdest game <laughs> maybe of the season. Um, don't watch that. Triangle. Yeah, watch watch Penn State at Wisconsin. But um, you know, it was. I feel like Penn State, like like they're one of those teams that's that's in that blue chip ratio that we talk about, and they're a talented team. They've got NFL prospects. Um, they just kind of had a rough go of it last year. Like after they. They opened up with that that thriller to Indiana uh, where they lost it on the last second. And then it seemed like they, they couldn't get right after that, um, even though like, they played Ohio State close and then they just kind of packed it in and uh, started out 0-5 last year and then kind of bounced back and uh, finished 4-5. But um, I, I, I kind of like Penn State in this one. I know I know Wisconsin's got the, the great defense. They got the great culture. Um, might have a pretty good quarterback, but... Uh, I think, I think this Penn State team. I think they get their passing attack going. Um, uh, Jahan Dotson is one of the best receivers in the country. Uh, definitely one of the best in the Big Ten. So um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about Noah Kane. Uh, I think he's healthy for that Penn State offense. He's their their stud running back. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a battle. It's it's a big game for. Uh, I mean, to start the season with, like if like whoever wins this is going to have a ton of momentum. Uh, whoever loses is, you know, uh, I don't think they'll get too down on themselves, but uh, definitely got to, you know, pick it back up. And uh, they both have big games coming up. I know Penn State is uh, hosting Auburn in a couple weeks. Uh, Wisconsin is going to play Notre Dame in a few weeks. So uh, this is a, this is a big defining moment for both these teams. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is this is a really really good start. That is one thing I will say. And you already mentioned it about the Big Ten. Like they're they're put putting together some good matchups this first week and and this is probably my favorite of all of them so yeah um, let's stick with the big 10 and uh at 2 30 yeah. um two more big 10 ranked teams playing each other uh indiana goes to iowa uh, at 2 30 um I, i'm i'm big on indiana this year uh, i know uh, <laughs> i'm, I'm kind of picking both the underdogs in these two games uh, i think indiana is a three and a half point uh three and a half point dog to Iowa, but um, 
I don't know. I guess I'm just taking offense over defense. Uh, Wisconsin and Iowa have strong defenses. Uh, Penn State and Indiana get a little bit more explosive on offense. But um, I thought Indiana was a great story last year. Uh, they get their uh, their stud quarterback back after he kind of went down with an injury. But uh, they got some weapons. They got uh, uh, Cam Buckley. Shout out to him. So um, I don't know, man. I think Indiana, I think they get this one. Yeah, um, I, I didn't say this last time, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm taking Wisconsin on the last game. Um, I, I like them in that one, but um, I like Indiana in this matchup as well. Um, I, I was a, 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 a good team, um, but Indiana, they, they've been trending upwards, and, and um, I think they've got some – good pieces and in, in key spots uh, across their team and and so um they're one that I I think will have a good um I don't know I'm with you I'm I'm taking them on in terms of their their offense versus Iowa's defense I like their offense better I think they're going to Iowa's going to have a hard time stopping them um as opposed to Penn State Wisconsin I think Wisconsin will have a much better um much better success at, at stopping Penn State's offense. Yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page on Indiana. Um, I think Indiana is one team that uh, I may look foolish here in a few weeks, but um, that's kind of my, I, I guess I don't want to say dark horse, but I think they can make, I think nine win Indiana can be a thing this year. Like they, can, <laughs> they can get to nine wins and, and go to a, a pretty good ball game and, and maybe give some of these teams like Ohio State a hard time. but. Um, and then, like for for Iowa, I mean, this is this is a big test early, um, and they turn around next week and play Iowa State. You know, their their biggest rival in a in a top yeah. ten team. So, um, it's 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 make or break time from the get go for these these teams in the Big Ten. They're they're going to know a lot early. Um, but two thirty the two thirty slot on on Saturday is loaded. Uh, this this Indiana Iowa uh, is nowhere near. Or it's not the biggest game of the. Of the of the time slot because at two thirty is also uh, Alabama and Miami. Um, everyone's talking about this one. Um, it's the defending champs uh, against you know a Miami team who's ranked and you know still has some of that that cachet of their of their brand name. Uh, has a nice quarterback in De'Ara King, a transfer from Houston, former quarterback at Manville High School here in Texas. Um, but he he tore his ACL late last year, so I, if he's if he's full go, I feel a little bit differently, but I mean, it's, it's Bama. They're favored by 18 and a half. And, uh, I think they cover with ease. I do too. I mean, it, like you said, it's Bama. They, they do normally come out, um, just as good as they are. I mean, they, they don't, they're not going to have a game like Ohio state had. I don't think, um, I think they'll come out strong. And especially with the game being hyped up, like it's it's not a it's not a gimme game to him. And I think Saban always has a way of making sure his players understand that. Um, I, I'm excited to see them against really good competition because Miami is very good competition. I mean they 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 have a good enough team this year that if they're in the SEC, they're they're going to win a lot of games. Um, so. So that it it will basically be like Alabama playing an SEC caliber team, um, and being that we don't really 
we don't necessarily play a team to that high of a caliber too terribly early. Um, I think we'll be able to see what Alabama's working with even before we see what A&M's working with, you know? Um, yeah, from that aspect, like, I- I'm going to watch as much of this game as I can uh, just to see just to see what Alabama looks like after losing so much. Yeah. And uh, a lot of members on that coaching staff are new, and they weren't there on that uh, historic run last year. And uh, and we expect them to be really good, but this is this is the biggest opponent on opponent on AM schedule. And this is you know like we're two two AM grads, and this is an AM focused podcast. But um, uh, I, I want to see what they're working with. I want to see if they're you know, is Bryce Young going to be the real deal? Is he going to you know have any growing pains like we kind of saw last night with uh, CJ Stroud at Ohio State? But um, definitely, if if this game is close, it's going to be very interesting uh, from. From both aspects, like can Miami, you know, if they play it close, can they make a run in the ACC? Or if, you know, if Alabama um, doesn't look sharp, maybe Florida gets them, you know, when they play in a few weeks. But um, sure. all eyes on that one. Um, uh, starting an hour after that uh, at 3.30 is Louisiana at Texas. The Raging Cajuns are coming to Austin with wow. the most uh, the most returning production in the country against a brand-new coaching staff at the University of Texas. Uh, Chase, how are you feeling about this this game with the Longhorns? I mean, I, I'm, I honestly don't know. Um, I'm going to expect that Texas comes out and, and wins this game handedly. Um, but there's a lot of question marks on that whenever you have a brand-new coaching staff. Uh, so... That's it's never a good good thing for a new coaching staff whenever you have a kind of a sleeper game, you know, one that that should be a pretty easy cakewalk. Um getting the players motivated to that with a new coaching staff and stuff. Sometimes that that proves to be a problem. I mean, look at look at new coaches all throughout history that lose their first game, you know, and and some of them to really bad teams. And I'm not saying that Louisiana is a bad team um but they're not a team that texas should lose to they're they're you know they're not that good so um but that doesn't mean that they won't because i mean that, that's a that's a very interesting matchup because of their returning production because of um their talent level in their you know respective opponents i mean i mean that's a it's a pretty tough team to play um so I, I i'm excited but it's it's honestly kind of a toss-up for me i like i said i expect that texas will come out and win handedly but that doesn't mean that they will i i don't necessarily think that they will that's just what i expect them to do um and they might not live up to my expectations yeah and they could go out there and you know they've got some some speed at receiver uh, with freshman uh, Xavier Worthy. I know they're really high on him. Uh, seems mm-hmm. like uh, Jordan Whittington is finally healthy, uh, so he should play a lot. Joshua Moore is good. Of course, Bijan Robinson is you know uh, an outstanding running back. But um, it you know it's it's tough in these first games because especially with a new coaching staff and a new quarterback, like they're right. they're still trying to work out kinks and you know make sure they're executing the way they're supposed to and um, against a team. Uh, in Louisiana, who's uh, very experienced, very senior laden, uh, has 
almost everyone back from last year's squad that uh, com- I, I think that they com- they competed for a a Sun Belt title and they uh, were in the the championship game for the Sun Belt, but um, and, and that head coach is uh, is Billy Napier. He's going to be an SEC head coach sooner rather than later, like in in the next two years. Um, yeah. If if LSU uh, ends up firing at O, uh, I, I would expect Napier to get a good look. So um, they've they're they're very experienced. Uh, they've got some talent. They've got a quarterback who started like thirty games now, um, and they're well coached. So um, I think this this line has gotten down to I think eight and a half in favor of Texas. Um, it's I, I'm I'm not touching it. Uh, I want nothing to do with it. But um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I I could I'm with you. I could see this going either way. I mean, if if Texas goes out there and has some miscues, um, you know, maybe it's it's pretty close in the fourth quarter. Uh, maybe maybe Louisiana has some miscues early, and this is a blowout. But um, sure. definitely definitely a very very uh, in- interesting game here in Week One. Now for the big dog. Uh, the game of the week. This is what I'm excited about. Yeah, we've we've talked about it throughout the off season uh, in a couple of episodes. This is where college game day will be uh, in Charlotte, and it's uh, a top five matchup between Clemson and Georgia. Chase, you want to start off? Yeah, this is going to be a fantastic game. It it doesn't matter what week this one would be played in. If this is just going to be a great game. All across the board, um, really, really good matchup of two very elite teams, and it's going to be—I mean—they're very, like I said, very evenly matched. Um, I'm kind of going Georgia on this. I, I think Georgia could come out and beat Clemson, um, but I go back and forth on that a lot. <clears throat> I mean, I really, really do. Um, this is Clemson's big game of the year. It's not necessarily Georgia's. I mean, it pretty much is, but uh, Georgia has a lot more to play than than Clemson does. So Clemson could come out and leave it all on the field and be okay. Uh, or Georgia, if they leave it out on all out on the field, then they may drop two more. You know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, one of the biggest prospects of it to me is that what happens if Georgia wins this game and then goes on a run. And let's say let's say Georgia wins the game, and then then they go undefeated. They they play Alabama this year, right? Uh, they do not. Uh, they they play... don't play Alabama, so they just play Florida. Yeah. So you know what what does it look like if if Georgia wins this one and then um, wins out, and then either Bama or A uh, and M wins out in their division, and then Georgia really one or the other end up a one loss non SEC championship. Um, I would expect that we would probably have two teams from the SEC in the championship at that point or in the playoff. Um, but I, uh, I think for the sake of the SEC, you know, it would be really, really imperative that Georgia wins this game. Um, so I, I really, I'm definitely going to be going for Georgia and hoping that they win. Um, but regardless, it's going to be a great game. Uh, and and honestly, I don't know that you could have picked a better matchup to start week one of college football. Um, it's huge. Even like, even like Alabama-Clemson, I don't think would have been as good of a matchup as 
Georgia Clemson is. Um, so I, I'm really excited about um, this game. Yeah, I mean, it's it goes without saying that like these are obviously two of the best teams in the country. This is going to be, I think it'll be the quality of a a playoff game in college. Like these are definitely, uh, and they're very evenly matched. Like they're both extremely talented. Um, both have pretty good quarterbacks, but you know, I've I, I will say this before I get too far into it. Both these teams are a little bit banged up uh, from what I've kind of read on. Uh, some of the twenty four seven boards for these teams. Um, they're, I don't think either one is at full strength. Uh, I think both teams will end up being better than what they look like this weekend. But you know, I've I've said it on here before. I've gone, I've literally gone back and forth like almost weekly throughout the summer. You know, I'm like, oh, well, like I think Clemson is, you know, is better coached and they got some good receivers and they can you know, take advantage of that. That Georgia secondary. Then I'm like, well, Georgia, you know, they they're one of the most talented teams in the country. Um, they've got uh, great defense and this and that. But uh, I think my, my my final pick here is going to be Georgia. Um, and what what puts it over the top for me is I wasn't in, impressed with Clemson's offensive line last year. Uh, I thought mm. I thought Notre Dame kind of got after Trevor a bit in that game. Uh, I thought Ohio State uh, kind of destroyed them up front uh, on, a, on, on Clemson's offensive line. Um, and they lost their best guy off of that team. He, he went to the draft in uh, Jackson Carmen. And then Dabo comes out, I think, last week, and he's like, well, we're going we're gonna to rotate centers. Uh, we, don't, we don't have a guy picked yet. Uh, that sounds terrible. Mm. That's a terrible idea yeah. to me, <laughs> especially going against uh, a defensive line uh, like Georgia's. It's you know, among the best in the country. Um, sure. Super talented. Uh, I know we talked about Jordan Davis a bit in the offseason, but uh, Jordan Davis, who will be a first round draft pick, uh, enormous defensive tackle at Georgia, uh, will be going against um, a couple of centers who uh, seems like aren't super experienced and maybe one can't pass the other. So, um, and just the, the, the D line as a whole at Georgia, I think they, I think they dominate up front and, uh, I think it's going to be some tough sledding for uh, the the Clemson offense, uh, and for that reason, I'm I'm picking Georgia. But um, for sure, we'll see how it goes. And uh, I think, and we've we, we've we said this before, like like ne- like neither team is out of it with a loss. Like you can you can sustain a loss in a game like this, and you know, go on about your business and take care of things, and still get back in the playoff. But um, it's it's still going to be so much fun to watch. Like this is. This is a fantastic week one game. Definitely. The last one we'll, we'll go super in-depth with uh, before we get to uh, some AM talk here after a while, but um, LSU at UCLA. I am just tremendously intrigued by, by this matchup, uh, mainly because I feel like I'm, I'm just intrigued by this season in general because last year was, it was a one-off. You know, like it, was, it was COVID and it was, you know, like, Teams were playing, you know, with like 20 guys sitting out and, you know, uh, there wasn't, it was just weird. You know, it was just a weird year. Um, is LSU going to be, you know, back to what they've kind of been in the past and, you know, winning nine or 10 games uh, or do they have some issues? And then UCLA, I mean, I know it was Hawaii, but they looked really impressive uh, in the trenches, I think. And 
I've I've said all, all offseason that LSU's offensive line is is not good. Uh, they lost their their best player in the transfer portal, and they don't really have any any answers up there. So um, this is at the Rose Bowl. Um, we know what can happen when an SEC West team goes to the Rose Bowl with the coach on the hot seat. So um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm. I'm I'm very excited to watch this and uh and see what and, and see what both these teams are about. I mean, like th- these could both be. I think UCLA is outside the top twenty-five, but I think they could work their way in. And uh, let's see what LSU can do. Yeah, I think they work their way in this this week. I, I am going with UCLA. I um, and that's not really a shot to LSU because I do expect that LSU will be a lot better this year than they what they put on film last year, but um. I don't know. I, I had a good feeling about UCLA watching that game. Like you said, it is Hawaii, of course, but um, I just just watching them. I, I felt the way I felt about Minnesota, you know, last night. Of like, man, they 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 look good, and um, and part of that could just be that I, I want them to be good because I I like when more teams are good, but. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's just there's a lot of uncertainty around LSU, and I, I think I think it's important that LSU wins this game because um, if if last year does serve to show anything, it's that those players on that LSU team were were pretty quick to say, ah, "All right, I'm done," you mm-hmm. know, and um, they come out and lose to. UCLA at the Rose Bowl, um, you might have a lot of that. <laughs> I mean, we not they might not even have a team by the time we play them. Well, and we talked um, uh, in our SEC West preview. If they lose this game, their schedule just gets way tougher. Like <laughs> they're not like this isn't you know right? some some tough game, and then they have a cakewalk after. Like they've got to play. I think this is all in a row. It's like Mississippi State, Arkansas, uh, Alabama. Kentucky, Florida, A and M. Like uh, it's it's if if they don't get this one, then it's it's going to be it's going to be a rough go. But yeah, um, I think one interesting thing is uh, I've been kind of watching this this line on this game at the at the sports books, and I checked before we got on, and it's been around four and a half, and it's come down to two and a half, which wow doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a that's a big swing to go like like under a field goal basically and and that's in favor of LSU by the way um but i think that's interesting um i'm not betting on it uh there's too much uncertainty there but i don't know i i feel like we should be different on on this pick but i don't know man i think <laughs> i th- i think i'm picking UCLA um yeah. I, i'm going to I mean, I'm going to be at the AM game, so I can't watch this one live. Uh, but, you know, I've uh, got the YouTube TV. I uh, got you on that bandwagon now, too. So um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yep. clicked the, I clicked the button last night to record all uh, FBS events. So um, every, oh, that's good. Every division. We could do that. Every division one game will now be recorded. So Sunday, when I'm just chilling uh, and uh, trying to get caught up on stuff, I can go back and watch this one. But yeah. Yeah, that you're was gonna big. have to show me how to uh, do that on my device as well. So. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, Chase, hang on, I've got, I've got to say this. Ch- Chase called me last night, and uh, he's 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 cut he's cut all the cords. Like he 
he doesn't even have uh like any kind of youtube tv or hulu live or anything like uh he's got That's espn right. he's got espn plus so he can watch you know all the espn channels watch sec network um but all the big games lately have been on Fox and CBS. And he's like, I can't watch any of these games. So. Yeah, this this trash alliance that exists um, play all of their games on either Fox or CBS, like two dying companies. And they need to get with the program and be on ESPN. But um, yeah, I, I ended up with... Uh, normally during the year, I, I go Hulu Live. But um, the problem... Hulu Live, I... I I gave them some grace and I I expected that they would eventually figure this out, but they still haven't from what I understand. If you have Hulu Live, you can only watch it on one main device. So like huh. one device that's connected to Wi-Fi. So I could connect it to my TV at my house and then I could watch it on my phone if I'm using cell data, but I can't watch it. Like my mom can't log in to Hulu at her house and watch it. And so they give you like five times per year that you can switch your home TV. But once that happens, they just get rid of your Hulu live and they won't let you have live for a, a little while. And so it, what's problematic about it is not only like, like I wanted Hulu live and I share Hulu with my family. But if my brother wanted to just watch a, a show on regular Hulu, he can't because he would have to change the... the. Anyways, it's weird. It's dumb. Um, I gave them like three or four years to fix it before I switched, but now I made the switch over to YouTube TV. Um, so yeah, yeah. If I've, I, I did it, I think, three years ago when we moved to Austin. And um, I've, I've, I've loved it. Uh, it's... It's crept up a little bit in price. It's up to 70 bucks, but uh, it, it's worth it, especially for the football season. Like I get every uh, every sports channel that matters, uh, which means I don't get the Pac-12 network, unfortunately. I'm not sure anybody does. Um, I'm not even sure it's a real channel. Uh, I've never been able to confirm that. But uh, I, I used to watch it every now and then. Did you? Just for fun, yeah. yeah. Um, but see, uh, one last thing on, when it comes to um, streaming services Sling TV is the worst <laughs> streaming service I've ever dealt with. They are the absolute worst. I, I signed up for them last year, or maybe this year before, um, added the sports package, then added or then learned that you couldn't record anything. So I added the recording package only to find out that you can't record. Sports games. You can record everything else, but you're not allowed to record sports games. So then, angry, after 12 hours of trying to figure this out, I call, and not only do I not get my money back on this false promise that I was led, the me adding those two packages voided out my seven-day free trial that I was offered. So they offered me a free trial that I signed up for, added packages to it in hopes that that's what I was going to use. And then whenever I found out, oh, there's this little part in the fine print that says you can't record live sports games, we're just not going to give you any of your money back. You should have <laughs> thought about that before you signed up for a seven-day free free trial. And so I had to pay like three months of 
Sling TV and I refuse to use it, but um, oh man, don't ever sign up for Sling. If you have Sling, delete it. And whenever it says, why are you deleting this? Be like, I was listening to Chase and he said, delete it because he hates y'all. That's what you should put in your, your thing. So I think the message here is that YouTube TV is the move. Um, and by the way, yeah. you, you can record sports games uh, and you can record an unlimited amount of anything and it saves it for nine months. So and it, if, if somebody's uh, listening and, and you're representatives of sling and you're like, man, I want to get back in this guy's good grace and you want to sponsor the podcast. That's cool. Um, just let us know if uh, if you are interested and you're a sling representative wanting to sponsor us, just uh, get with our our um, guy that manages our sponsors. His name's Dees. So um, just get with him. If you need more information, let me know. <laughs> Mr. Dees. <laughs> All right. Some, uh, some quick ones here uh, before we move on to uh, talking about A&M. Um, there's a lot of interesting games on Saturday and, and ones that we can't, you know, just go in and, and, and break down, you know, or talk too much about them. But, uh, real quick, uh, Fresno state at Oregon, um, Fresno state looked really good last week. I know it's UConn, but, um, that's, that's not going to be a cakewalk for Oregon. Um, I believe that one is on the PAC 12 network. So, uh, sorry that you can't watch it, but should be a good game. Um, West Virginia at Maryland. This is like two, these two teams are pretty evenly matched, I think. Uh, like I, I don't like it when, when week one is all, you know, like just good teams beating the crap out of bad teams. Like these are two like kind of on the same, same playing field. And uh, I think, I think that should, that should be a good one to watch. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of chuckling to myself already because the next two are also, um, I'm pretty, pretty evenly matched up. And um, that would be San Jose State and USC. Um, I, I would consider them pretty evenly matched up. And I think if you'd have said that 10 or 15 years ago, people would have been angry um, at that idea. But but they are. San Jose, San Jose is really good. USC is... Uh, <laughs> so I, I think they're, they're uh, pretty evenly matched up for... for where they're at so we'll see and shout out to a uh, 17th year grad transfer nick starkle um i think he's got some gray hair coming in now but uh the former former a&m quarterback uh is you know he, he had a great year last year at san jose state um i'm not that high on usc so i mean could be a good one could be interesting yep um this one stuck out to uh, it stood out to me uh texas tech at houston um, I believe that's at like Houston's campus, not at NRG. Like they usually uh, do those kind of games, but oh, I um, thought they did it like BBVA Compass Stadium or whatever. <laughs> Where is that at? Is, that? is that Rice's? No, no, I think that's Houston's stadium that they use sometimes. Um, oh, I think it's. I actually think it's the um, Houston Dynamo Stadium. Ah, okay. Gotcha. I'm I'm almost positive. I, I went there a couple times. It was actually when Coach Someone was coaching there. I, I watched a few Houston games there because um, my cousin was in the band. But uh, I I'm I'm guessing. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe uh, maybe they go back there. But yeah. Texas Tech favored by one. Um, new quarterback and kind of a make or break year for for Matt Wells at at, at up there at Tech, but. Um, 
we'll we'll see how that goes for them. Uh, this is going to sound like a not interesting game, but it is for the college football nerds out there. Um, our very own UTSA at Illinois. Um, UTSA is kind of a, a group of five darling this year. Um, ended the year really strong last year, uh, coached by uh, Jeff Trailer, a former high school coach at Gilmer, Texas. Uh, won some state championships, but uh, they, they got a pretty good little squad. Um, they have a great running back, uh, Sincere McCormick, uh, also a fantastic name. And Illinois, I mean, I know they, bre- they beat Nebraska last week, but it's Nebraska. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's not that big of a deal. And they lost their quarterback. So um, Illinois did, not Nebraska. But uh, so, so that one's interesting to me as well. Um, but uh, and then wrapping it up, uh, Sunday night, there's more football. It's Notre Dame at Florida State. Um, I like Notre Dame pretty handily. Um, I know they, they lost a lot off of last year's team, but uh, still really talented. Uh, still got some some nice pieces on offense with uh, Kyron Williams and uh, Matthew Mayer. And uh, I think Florida State will will get back there, uh, back you know into the top 25 in a couple of years, but uh, not this year, I don't think. Yeah, I'm going Notre Dame on that one for sure. Uh, and by the way, we were wrong. Uh, Texas Tech at Houston is going to be at NRG. Oh, shoot. My bad. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I, I, I went all in on the BBVA Compass Stadium anyhow. So <laughs> my, my sources have failed me. Hey, I did. I was right on BBVA, BBVA Compass uh, being, being the Houston Dynamo Stadium. So yeah. I, I'll give myself half credit for that. Good job, Chase. Um, Monday, Louisville at Ole Miss. Uh, Points. Or Point. versus Ole Miss. Points, baby. Who where's is that at Louisville or at I, I think Miss? it's I think it's in Charlotte. That'd be kind of cool. Um yeah, there's gonna be a lot of points on that board. Um it's, it's in Atlanta, sorry. It's at the at the Falcon Stadium. Ah, ah, okay. Um is it the Chick-fil-A kickoff? game it's it's whatever that whatever whatever that one's called yeah yeah it's the chick-fil-a peach bowl used to be the chick-fil-a bowl and then after new year's six they made it the peach bowl or whatever yep. but the chick-fil-a um, kickoff well that's uh that'll be a good matchup it'll be a fun high-flying game um we'll see a lot of points get put up and i have absolutely no idea who to pick i'm gonna default to Ole miss there but um, I, I I have zero degree of confidence confidence on that. It's just a complete toss up for me. So I'm I'm picking Ole Miss. I feel great about it. Um, Louisville is uh, I don't want to say in shambles, but um, not really feeling what they're doing over there. Uh, Ole Miss Matt Corral is going to put up points. Uh, Lane Kiffin is is pissed off that his defense is so bad that he stopped eating. Um, you listen. <laughs> If you listen to SEC Network, you already know that. But um, have you got a have you got a stone cold lock of the week, Chase? I've got I've got one in my mind, but I wanted to give you the floor. Um, yeah, I I'd say probably lock of the week is that Ohio State beats um, Minnesota. Take that to the bank, folks. Take it to the bank because it happened last night. Um, and they cover the thirteen and a half spread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Marty McFly is about to make a lot of money on that one <laughs> off of uh, what we just told him. So yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to go um, this Kent State team that's going to get played by the Texas A&M Aggies tomorrow. I think they're going to get stomped, and I'm looking forward to that. What about you? I'm, if I'm locking anybody up, uh, I, don't, I don't love a lot of the lines this week. Um, but I'm picking, I'm picking the first game we talked about. I'm picking North Carolina, uh, minus five and a half uh, at Virginia Tech. Um, I know it's a night game in Blacksburg. I know that's, that's dangerous. Um, but I've, I've got a lot of confidence in North Carolina. Um, I think they're, they're getting there on defense. Uh, the offense should still be really, really good. Um, five and a half seems like, seems like easy money to me. So, yeah, I'm all, I'm all in on that one. It just just for the sake of getting away from the easy pick for me, uh, I'll I'll lock up that one too because that one that one is of of all of these that one makes the most sense to me. Yeah, I don't I don't like doing lock of the week on the first week of college football because there's just so much. Half of these teams tomorrow will show us that they're not who we thought they were. In one way or the other, either they're better than than we thought, or they're worse than we thought. You know, so yeah. Um, no, I'm with you on that. Uh, if you look in our our group pick'em that we do every year, uh, I am historically bad in week one. Uh, if I if I make it out of the weekend with with three W's out of ten, I'll, I'll be very happy. But uh, I'm off to a good start. I got got Boise last night. I got in there by by half a point. So um, happy about that. Who did but, who did I put on that one? I don't even remember. I'll have to go look. Most of our group pick UCF, but I'll have to go. Okay, I probably I probably picked UCF honestly. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm just historically bad at pick'em. Period. Not just <laughs> in week one. You've had some hot starts though. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but uh, we're gonna uh, transition real quick um, into our A and M portion of the show. All right. Wow. Welcome into the A and M portion of the show. That's- <laughs> That solar flare really did it. Really no one, did it up big. No one's doing transitions like that. No, hadn't seen that since uh, you know my uh, Microsoft PowerPoint <laughs> um, presentations, circa like two thousand four. Whenever we would do transitions with sound and with animation, and you yeah, know, like your picture, you'd be like, Shoo! and then your picture would come bouncing on the screen. Yeah, and, yeah, you know? and then you'd save it all on your floppy disk. <laughs> uh, those things were doing too much back in the day like every 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 piece was animated with a different animation <laughs> yeah we we probably had more like more uh like the file size was probably like 90 percent animation like 10 percent content <laughs> uh well kent kent state uh travels to kyle field at seven o'clock on espnu uh, your fighting Texas Aggies are 29 point favorites, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like a lot, but um, I think if, if I had to make a pick, I would, I would bet on AM to cover. But um, I guess just off the top, uh, since we kind of expect a, a win, um, is there anything specific that you want to see this weekend? Well, outside of the red, white, and blue game because that's not what you're asking me but i am so excited to see that yeah um, because i i wasn't at the original one i i did go to the midnight yell that they did in 2015 and that was super cool 
but you couldn't like fully see it because like obviously at midnight yell you're looking at an empty stadium the whole time so you have to like look side to side i i think it's gonna be cool to just see the entire stadium filled that way so i'll just put that off the top first um but i i'm interested to see how our defense performs i i want to see us um really execute um you know when we're playing such a um uh, such a vastly different opponent i i want to see us go out and still play really good football and not not be like some of the elite teams that are out there and A&M included in the past um and heck for for that matter even last year like last you look year, at, yeah. look back at, at um Vanderbilt like I don't want to see us come out and and be uh well it's just Kent State like and, and give up more yardage and more points and stuff than we should because we're being kind of lazy because we're a lot better than them I want to see us come out and play like truly as coaches always say a faceless opponent like come out and play our defense and play it as if we're playing Alabama that's what I really want to see um but I'm excited to see all the all the new faces on offense and and just what the offense is going to look like. I have no no real true idea, and and I'm excited to finally see that. Yeah, I think that's why. I've, I, mean, I, I I'm with you on pretty much all that. Like, and we talked about this on a, on a prior podcast. Like, you and I were at that Vanderbilt game last year, and it was just it was just sloppy. That's the only way to describe it. Like. Uh, yeah. it, it was not sharp at all, um, and maybe that was, you know, uh, it was the first game after, you know, quarantine, and uh, maybe we, we just weren't focused, but um, just a lot of miscues, uh, a lot of fumbles, a lot of uh, just, just just not very much going right for, for A&M that day. Uh, lucky to escape with a win, you know, thankfully. Sure. Um, but, yeah, you, you just, you just want to see your team go out there and not make a bunch of dumb mistakes. Um, you're playing at home. Uh, you're you're playing a team that you out talent by a very wide margin. Um, just go out there and, and execute the way you're supposed to and uh, don't have dumb penalties. Uh, don't make, you know, don't fill the kickoff on the goal line. I mean, don't, don't fill the a punt on the goal line uh, yep. and then get a safety. Just don't do stupid stuff and I'll feel pretty good. But um, on top of that, like, I do want to see what the offense looks like because up to this point mm-hmm. with Jimbo, we've only seen how it looks with Kellen Mond at quarterback and uh, with maybe some some limitations at receiver. Um, I want to see what like, I guess like what personnel groupings they run out there, like what receivers are getting in the action, you know, like who's healthy. That's the number one thing for me, like yeah. the personnel and um, do we go two tight ends? How often do we do that? You know, and um, we're going to run split back you know, uh, that kind of stuff. I'm just excited to see how we put it all, all the keys to our offense together and, and just excited to see that key chain. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and speaking of a chain, uh, I've heard some, I guess I've read some internet, uh, some, some internet rumors or like things from, you know, tech sags and 24 seven that kind of allude to uh, a chain lining up some at receiver. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty intrigued about that. If, uh, if they do that in this first game, um, and then like, just like, like what's the play calling like, like, uh, are we going to take deep shots? Are we going to, you know, stick to the run game? 
Um, how's, how's King going to look in his first start? Um, mm-hmm. All of that. And then most importantly, like the offensive line, like the offensive line can dominate these guys, uh, but it's all about the communication. And I think that's what made last year's group so special is how well they communicated, how well they picked up uh, blitzes and stunts and twists and all that stuff. Like if, if, if we can do that tomorrow, I'll feel really good about the rest of the year. Cause I, I, I know they can, I, I know they can dominate Kent State's defensive line. They can, you know, push those guys around and things like that. But, uh, when, when they're doing things that, you know, are a little, uh, unorthodox, you know, I, I want to see our, our offensive line just kind of, you know, pick that up the way they're supposed to and, and communicate well. But, um, but yeah, I think this, this Kent state defense is not that good at stopping the run. Uh, I think Buffalo ran for 500 yards on them last year. Um, so I would expect that, uh, we see a healthy dose of, of a chain and spiller and, uh, probably one of the younger backs, uh, maybe LJ Johnson gets in the mix, but, um, and I think the, I think they're probably going to sell out to stop the run because they know that we're so good at it. So you could see, yeah. you, sh- you should see some play action uh, that that gives King a pretty easy read. Um, let's see if he can execute. I think this is a good a good tune up game uh, for the offense. And then uh, on defense, this is a competent offense. Like they're not you know a bunch of a uh, bunch of idiots just trying to you know just trying to run some plays. Like this is a really good quarterback. Uh, they, they go really fast. Uh, they're going to take deep shots. Uh, we don't know if, if miles Jones is all the way back yet. He may not be out there. So, um, how does this secondary handle a team that, uh, you know, goes fast and, and throws the ball deep? Like it'll be a good test, uh, obviously not from a talent perspective, but just kind of, you know, it's going to be something that, that you see against, you know, the Alabamas and Ole Misses, uh, maybe LSU, that vertical passing attack. So. Um, excited to see how we handle that. Uh, I'm most of all, I'm, I'm pumped about these true freshmen. Uh, I'm excited yeah. to see Shamar Turner. I'm excited to see Bryce Foster. And, um, and I'm just, I'm just excited. Like it's, it's here. Yeah. It's, it's, it's go time. Yeah. Honestly, I'm ready to be done talking about this so that we can get, get to it, get after it. Well, yeah. Um, in fact, <laughs> as uh, soon as we're done uh, recording this podcast, I'm headed Will's way, and we're going to watch <laughs> nothing but college football the rest of the weekend. So that's right. So uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we will have a, a recap show next week, but um, enjoy it, guys. Like it's it's here. Uh, there's a ton of good games this weekend. We're going to learn a lot uh, about a lot of teams, and um, it's going to be fun. So uh, get out there and enjoy it. Uh, Chase, you got anything else? Get hype. Get hype. College football is back, folks. <laughs>